The following episode is brought to you by Daryl Delaney, Ryan Royce, Darren Katzka, Jessica Smith, Irene Viarito, Laura Pickren, Eric Whitman, Devious Pop-Tart, Elizabeth Clark, Danielle Bramhall-Smith, Andy Dossett, Natasha Rallerson, Richard Cree, The Cam Family, Charles Compton, Edvar Tharnoff, Dustin Troop, Rebecca Miller, Michael Clark, and David Scrams, along with all of our generous patrons. Welcome to Eberron Renewed, an actual play podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I am your game master, Eric, and welcome to another episode. As you can tell, I am all alone for this intro, because as we explained last week, we are going to split the final episode of this arc into two pieces, given how long it ended up being. So I just wanted to give you all a quick recap, since my fellow compatriots are not here to do so. On the last episode, we had the job continuing with Reynard and Sana infiltrating the gala, Milo and Eris trying to take care of the Manifest and the Scrying Spell, and Hobkath and Sigil trying to take care of the Warforged guards down by the truck, and more importantly, get the truck started. So yeah, that's where we kind of left things off with uh, things really going bad for Reynard. So we're going to pick up where we left off in the last episode, and I hope you enjoy the conclusion of this arc. Okay, three advantage on his check. So basically, I'm I'm going to use that advantage to say that the security force here had a like a detention wagon in case somebody tried to. I mean, this is a huge technology unveiling. It's not unreasonable to think that somebody would try to pull some chicanery. So they had some. Uh, so basically Reynard is going to be escorted directly to a city watch. Like he will not pass go paddy wagon essentially. So, um, okay. Last PC slot. Whose turn is it? Bob. Bob. Man, I had a whole thing. Do the thing. I had a whole thing. And then you went and had him get up and attack me again. I really kind of wanted him on the ground. Um, I'm sorry. So they're just up standing again. They are I mean, they they, fa- they failed to attack you. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're standing up and just kind of uneasy, unsure about what's about to happen to them. <sighs> OK, now I really. Oh, what does he do? That's cool. He already knocked so many people's heads together. Because um, if they were still on the ground, he was going to drag one over to the other one and sit them up and talk to them for a second and then. Bonk them both on the head. Um, I mean, you're about to utterly destroy them and take them out of the combat. If you want to say that Hob, like, Hob is towering over these two and has just decimated most of their comrades, 
Hob could look at them, snap, and go sit down, <laughs> and they would probably sit down. Okay, here's what happens. Here's what happens. Uh, okay, so Hob looks at these two Warforged that know that it's about to be finished for them. I think what he does is he puts his hands on each of their shoulders. He turns them around and he walks them over to like, there's like a bench or, 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 or even just part of the structure that's, you know, sitting level. And he just sits them down and he goes, fellas, I want you to know that what you did here today, there's no shame in getting beat by someone that's better than you. <clears throat> and it's honorable that you tried to complete your job as best as you possibly could. But I'm going to need you to remember one thing, if you remember anything. In a few moments, remember this. You did not see anything. And then he's just going to punch one with each hand straight in the face and finish it. And then, since that's just an incidental, <laughs> I'm going to run to that car and I'm going to do my own. I have one green in mechanics. So I'm going fr- to give it a freaking shot to get that thing moving. I just I love the visual of that scene from another angle because like from one angle it's super awesome but then the other angle which is like with the truck in the background you see Hob taking his time sitting these guys down and Kath and Son are like <laughs> banging saying. on the truck trying to get it going and Kath's like gesturing to Hob like what is he doing like um, I can't help well, I'm about to prove that Hob can't help with that <laughs> um okay so it's three purple is yeah. the difficulty uh-huh. um and would you like to use a story point to upgrade um, you might get a triumph. And we Three do people. have four. Yeah, let's do it. Might as well. Let's just freaking do it. Now, if I fail with a triumph, though, at least maybe I can pass something to rain on. Sure. Um, uh, you think maybe any of these guys might have a set of keys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, can I just rifle for keys? <laughs> <laughs> There's not car keys. like <laughs> <laughs> I know, but whatever the equivalent of that is. I know, somebody has to be able to. Um, okay, here's my one green. I mean, watch how powerfully I fail this. That's a wash. Yep. Uh-huh. Wash with two, two threats. Two threats. Stupid setback die. <laughs> Stupid Kath punching things. Yep. If Kath hadn't um, punched the dashboard. So, uh, two threats. that to make her do that again? <laughs> uh, two threat. I, I think we just have to, uh, to continue the setback passing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's not that Hob gets frustrated and punch it. Just Hob doesn't know what he's doing. So he's just reaching in and pulling, like pulling things. Um, okay. PC slot. Um, the top, right? Yes. So here's the thing. Um, there's no communication going on right yeah, now. Yeah, we don't have so, any way of communicating. So yeah, Reynard is that. getting escorted to the car. Reynard, are you going to try to make a break for it? Or are you just gonna let what happens happens um, and trust that the clan is going to take care of you well i guess i would like to know the likelihood of me succeeding at something uh are they taking me Can out I the spin? way i came in yes to so your question what was your question philip can we spend a story point and declare that It so happens that Tasha is parked rather near the City Watch um, cab. Yeah. 
Uh, we could spend a story point to declare so that. He's just a, a couple of city watch guys, or are they higher security, like higher level? No, there are three, um, three high level security, probably house, uh, uh, house Denneth. It'd be Denneth or Madani, depending on. Let's do house Madani, house three house Madani agents. So um, and I then, think we could maybe flip a story point to say these guys mm, work for the clan or no i mean one of them might be but this is a yeah this is a high level situation um i was just gonna ask if they're taking me out the way i came in i could probably use some kind of streetwise since it's a place i've seen before right and i would know a little about maybe there's something i could just kind of kick and make a distraction (laughs) I mean, are you handcuffed? What's what's his they, what's his restraint situation? No, I mean they they just kind of have like there's one with a weapon drawn, and then the other two have each arm kind of like slightly lifted, carrying you out. Um, now, or I was going to ask you maybe like maybe Verla's yeah. waiting at the door. <laughs> I mean, you could say that, that help us she's not going to do anything right now. <laughs> Um, no, something that we could do, um, is you could make a check and spend a story point, like do a flashback, like we've talked about, Yeah. um, to do a streetwise check to have gone to like some, uh, dock workers or just some, some rough and tumble, uh, folks and basically set them up to say, okay. If you see one of us getting escorted out by armed forces, just act like you're having a giant bar fight that's just going down the street and cause a commotion and a tussle and try to knock us free. Like, that's something you could try. Um, but that's that's just a thought I had. Um, or could Kipling be so drunk he starts hanging on the guards? <laughs> He doesn't, friend, real, man. he doesn't That's recognize the situation. He thinks we're leaving together. <laughs> I don't let me follow up. What would you hope to gain from that happening other than having a cellmate? <laughs> Fair enough. They just loosen their grip and I run. Um, no, I mean, you so- could you could try that. You could try running or I mean, let me ask, are we at this point still in a structured initiative? Um, yes, if only because we still have to get the truck started. Oh, right. Um, so that's why I was asking if, if Reynard was just resigning himself to being, I I can start removing people from the initiative track if people are done acting in the initiative order, because this wouldn't be the first time that Reynard's been arrested. Um, like, yeah. Honestly, Um, when I made the choice, I did, uh, Reynard didn't really have a plan because he's never acted anywhere near this selflessly. So yeah. he was just going to get arrested. <laughs> okay, here's here's something I will say that we could do. If, if one, this can be the one last shot to see if, um, if Reynard can avoid arrest. Like, because nobody else is aware of the situation. Um, 
basically Primo, as as you're walking out, you have the thing he needs. So he is going to walk up and attempt to get it back. Like he needs to get the implement from you. So I will say you could flip a story point to say you lifted something else from his bag, whether it's like a sentimental pocket watch, a coin purse, something, and make a deception check to you saw him fiddling around with his bag, make a deception check to say, that's what I meant. And so you therefore are not the person they're looking for. And so he would tell the guards to fan out to go find the person that stole the implement. And that would give you your moment to beat feet. How many story points do we have right now? You have three. I like the idea though of like, uh, I mean, them definitely being like, well, actually he doesn't have what we thought he had. (laughs) So why are we taking him? This isn't the thief we're looking for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You could, you could just, um, (laughs) you could say that you were holding a drink and you thought like that was the thing, like you thought you, he asked you, didn't you ask me to buy you a drink? So that's going to be a deception check because you could still be an accomplice. So there needs to be some disconnect of like, oh, this guy's just a drunk that yelled something in a crowd. This is going to be. Against Primo's willpower, which is two red and a purple. Uh, Would you like to use a story point to upgrade your check? Yes. Okay, I have the upgrade. Okay, here we go. Deception, right? Deception, yeah. Yay! Two success and a threat. So, yeah, describe the scene. So Primo, Primo Fit comes up. Um, says, give it to me. I say, well, I had it, but, uh, these men grabbed me and I spilled the drink I had waiting for you as an apology. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's, this is extreme. Is this how you treat all your guests? How dare you, sir? Really? Search him. And the, the Madani guards pat you down. Um, and they, they find your coin purse. They find uh, a flask probably somewhere, but they, they do not find the arcane implement. Um, and they're like, I, like, I said, yes, get I, out. Okay. <laughs> and I just walk away <laughs> thinking in my head, okay. That couldn't have gone any more different than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that was PC turn. NPC, Sigil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has a setback. Yeah, yeah. Three purple. Sigil, we all believe in you. Upgrade, upgrade. Uh Using a story point to upgrade. What else can we do? Aim. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Does Loom work on cars, on elementals? Well, this um, in it. Oh, is it not? Most sky cabs are just riding the. Hey! No, wait, wait. Which one? Oh, uh-huh. never mind. <laughs> Philip. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Oh! oh hey! hey! Oh! Hip hop. It moved up slightly when you spent the story <laughs> point. So I looked and I saw Reynard's result, and then your result that, appeared. I did the- and I was I sad did the same again. Thing. I just luckily didn't vocalize it. 
one advantage. Boy, those setback dice are just killer. Um, okay, so... Yeah, it's almost like knock it off or something. I'll take that's... strain next time you... So, at this point, Eris and Milo arrive within Tasha? I mean, we'll, we'll need to get to your turn. Uh, we still have okay. NPCs' turns to go. I didn't know there were any NPCs still acting. Uh, Kath is also in the truck oh, Kath attempting gonna, to... Kath is going to go again. Okay, I got and, this. And Hobbs says, don't hit it again. Don't tell me, don't tell me how to do my thing. No, this one's not your thing. <laughs> I will turn this truck around once I get it started. Don't hit it. Would you like to use a story point to upgrade her check? She has three green. Or two green, sorry. Against three purple, yeah? Yep. Two green against three purple? Yes. Uh, and that's a boost die, right? That advantage is a boost die? Yes, she has a boost. Yeah, upgrade. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we should not sound so beaten down about this. this is the, <laughs> it's just like, it's like when we can't get through a door. Like, it's, it's that. Yeah. Know, yeah, like, overall, that, that things have been riddle. going well. Yeah, this is really great. And then we get to, like, the anchor riddle. And it's, it's really seems, if there's, there's no other way around. Yeah, this. yeah. But we can't. We can't. I mean, clever that, our way. There is absolutely. Once Tasha gets down here, you could move rigging. the rigging. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did you say rigging? I'm sorry. What <laughs> rigging stuff? <laughs> okay. Um, Come on, Kath. and that's an upgrade. And I'm rolling. Oh gosh. Uh, unbelievable. That's two threat. Uh, two threat. You all dear, cannot, dear reader, buy a success. Are you um, offering to sell one? Because I'll pay you right now <laughs> to get this freaking car moved. Okay. At this point, uh, next PC slot is up. Um, so Tasha Paris, pulls around. Tasha, arrive. Huzzah. Milo, um, you all are able to easily uh, hook up the trailer and take off without the, the, the very stubborn truck that will not start up. Um. Reynard, you eventually catch up with Sana because you all are walking back. a rendezvous or something. I mean, probably probably the four sales, I would like, Um, unless somebody's got heat on them. But uh, Reynard, you you catch up to Sana and as how, how do you like she's walking ahead of you and you can see her. So how do you get her attention again? Uh, I mean, you could just speed walk up yeah, until you're just side by side with her. As casually as I can, walk as quickly to her. Well, that could not have gone any better, in my opinion. <laughs> she, like, starts at your voice, looks, a beat goes by, and then she just punches you right in the chest. And Sana's, like, yeah, strong, yeah. so you're kind of... Oh. Never again. Uh-huh. Don't make me do that again. Uh-huh. And she just goes on walking. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can Reynard vomit? Like, just... <laughs> and then I finally vomit. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, you all are able to drop uh, the the mysterious machine off at the 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 loading dock that Boromar in, that Vigo indicated it need to be dropped off at. Uh, when you all get back to the four sales, 
um, normally it would be closing time. Like the, the four sales would be shut off. Like Olfen would probably like be there just kind of hanging out, waiting for you all to get there since it's your, your rendezvous spot. Uh, but the lights are on like the, the dining room lights as you all approach. It's a surprise birthday party, isn't it? Yep. So probably the first ones to get there would be Reynard and Sana since they didn't have the additional uh, mm. stop on the way. So Reynard, Sana, uh, Sana's just kind of like, I wonder, like, did Dolphin stay open late tonight? Well, he must have known we needed a drink. <clears throat> Fair enough. And you all enter the four sales and um, sitting at one of the tables, eating a like small meal is uh, Vigo and Vigo sees you walk in and he's got like half full mouth. Like, Oh, mm, mm. you're back. Great. So how'd it go? Um, um, you're not there I, yet. Hob. Oh, that's right. Well, <laughs> so they don't know. <laughs> Yeah, our part of the mission was successful. Oh, you got the thing? We have the thing. And Sana, like, opens her bag and pulls it out. He's like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Good, 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 good. (laughs) And he takes the small metal rod and is like, huh. Big it'd be bigger. And he's, like, waving it around like a child would wave a magic wand. Yeah, keep your finger off the trigger, pal. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden the truck explodes somewhere. <laughs> um, no, so probably a few beats after. Uh, do you say anything in response, Reynard? Uh, no, I just walked to the bar and pour a drink. <laughs> and Olfen's standing on the other side of the bar, and he just kind of raises his own glass and yarg and kicks back a little. Uh, at this point, uh, Eris, Milo, Hob, Kath, and Sigil, you all make your approach. You park Tasha. You see the lights on at all, all the lights on at Olfen's, um, which is out of the ordinary. Odd that Olfen would have the lights on at this late hour. I wonder if something's wrong. I think we should go and we should go investigate to see what's happening. <laughs> it's where I was planning on going. So, uh, um, so yeah, you all walk in, you see Reynard and Sana also at the bar, <laughs> um, and you see Vigo with a half-eaten plate of food in front of him with this small metal rod with intricate patterns all over it. He's like, oh, great. Where's the, where's the, Olfen in this equation? Olfen's behind the bar. Okay. Also, also drinking. Um, <laughs> great. Is it done? Yeah, we got your... Your thing's out back. Um, you you took it to the warehouse? Sure, if that's where we were supposed to take it. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody's expecting it to get where it's supposed to go? No, we retook care of the manifest for you. It's done. Excellent. Okay. So now's the matter of pay. Excellent. So, um, and he pulls out. Uh, Actually, I think, I think Hub, Hub, Hub looks at Sana. Also a little confused. He said, um, I, I do want to get paid, but can you send her somewhere to take care of the giant wound in her thigh? I feel like Kath probably needs to be addressed, right? You know who could have dealt with that by now? <clears throat> Reynard. 
yeah, Reynard could have. Reynard hasn't been there. Like, oh, Reynard right, and Cash haven't been together. Sauna. He said, looks no. at <laughs> Jeff said, looks at Sauna and that. Just because Sauna, I yes. figured Sauna would be like, what happened? I'm on, just- on the on the drive back, Milo could have made a check to do that because that is a medicine check. Oh, um, medicine. Oh, okay. Yeah, Milo does. Uh, so let's say I did that. Well, there well, there is a there is a role involved in well, fact. Let's so. do that. So it's two purple difficulty. Um, and yeah, it's just a medicine check. Go for it. Here we go. Two success, two advantage. Huzzah. Okay. So. Yep, so you've patched up Kath's leg. Um, okay, so each of you get a cut, and he starts, like, he dumps out some Galifars on the table and starts, like, condescending. Slowly, like ca- a dumb yeah. guy? Yeah. <laughs> um, and he, like, makes seven small uh, piles and says, all right, so that comes to... 35 gold pieces each. Well done, everybody. Which is the biggest take you've had thus far. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I almost made that much fighting the, the ram. But. I made a lot more when you fought the ram. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <clears throat> well done. The clan thanks you for your service. Okay, well, she Ar- lives here. Eris's expression <laughs> is just dead. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if Olven kept this place open for Vigo, I have to assume they're going to take advantage of that if they want to, right? <laughs> I believe I will go and join Reynard and Sana at the bar. Kath also goes and sits at the bar. Um, Ulf, or, uh, Vigo was at the bar. Mm, he's at a table. He's at a table. I'd yeah. like to sit down with him. Okay. And I just want to say... Now, I want to say, Philip, that what I'm about to say is not true. It's trading on how Vigo probably looks and thinks about Eris. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just, uh, it, Philip's going to be just fine with it. <laughs> Eris is going to stab someone. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, Eris isn't going to hear this. But fortunately for you, Melee is not her strong suit. So <laughs> Eris has a spring-loaded knife in her, in her vambrace. <laughs> Hob says, Eris is standing no, in the door. Eris has not walked away. Eris is standing here. Okay, Hob, what were you wanting to do? I assume I'm out of earshot if I, if I speak quietly. If not, yeah. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it around Eris. Yeah, you could speak quietly okay. enough to... I'm going to say to him... Yeah, if you have your back fully to Eris, so that way the sound doesn't carry her direction, then. Okay. Um, Vigo, can I speak with you for a second? We've, uh, we've spent some time together. Um, I've been good to you. What you said to Eris, the way you spoke to her today, it put her off her game. And we can't have that if you expect us to work at full efficiency. And I assume you do want us to be as good as possible. I also want to remind you that none of us are beholden to working for you. We enjoy working for the Boromar. But each of us can go find another job. 
And if you want to keep this team together, you need to speak to us in the way that we are comfortable being spoken to. And threats are not something that motivates us. I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything, but um, I feel like you should know that there's much more effective ways of dealing with our crew. Vigo kind of leans forward on the table on his elbows and nods as you finish speaking. And I can appreciate the fact that you all need to be in tip-top shape to uh, to execute the, the jobs that we send you out on. And um, Sure, you all could absolutely walk away any day and go find somewhere else to work. I'm sure that uh, your friend over there who's an unregistered mage right and tinkering with things that she do- shouldn't be tinkering with, I'm sure that the clan does nothing to keep Kenneth off her tail. I'm sure your buddy at the bar who's a uh, family in House Fearland who uh, wants to put a bounty on his head would never, never come after him without the clan standing in the way. I'm sure that you having zero uh, protections in this city for if and when you are arrested for a crime, I'm sure the clan does nothing for you in that regard when, when you've been uh, running afoul of the law. I'm sure that. Anybody else, any other employer has the connections to uh, accomplish all of those things. And Milo, well, Milo's practically one of us. So he's family. So, right. Sure. And you wouldn't speak to him that way. So I'm not speaking about him right now, am I? You were right. I never said the family doesn't do anything for us. Never once. No, We're you well specifically taken. said you could walk away at any time, is what you said. I said I'm not beholden to work for you, and I'm not. You didn't do these things for me before I worked for you. You do them because I work for you. Yeah, I mean, you do have yeah. the choice to go live in a hole somewhere if you want. That's or another country, perfect. or another city, or another anything. I... There's a world outside of Sharn, I've seen it. So... All that to say, I'm more than happy to speak to you, Eris, anybody, the way that they would like to be spoken to, to ensure their efficiency in the job, if they treat me with that same respect. And Eris did not. So I did not. You threatened to maim her. I asked her if her job would be more difficult with only one. Let's not be cute. You threatened to maim her. Okay, I don't like your tone at all. You all just did a successful job. I'm offering to pay you. And I don't think you understand the situation that you're in. So maybe you need to take a lap and have a think about who you're talking to and who provides for you. I didn't do anything to Eris. I didn't do anything to any of you except provide you with an opportunity. Eris, by the way, you can hear all of this because he is uh, no longer speaking at Hobbs level. I gave you an opportunity to make good money, more money than most people in this city make. And all I asked when I walked through the door is everybody come sit at the table. And somebody wanted to keep her head tucked away 
and claimed that she could hear just fine from where she was. That's not acceptable to me. That's not acceptable to anybody in this clan, in this family. And we don't treat each other that way. I don't know how Grum ran this ship. And I don't care, frankly. But Hob, you're bigger than me. You're stronger than me. And I could have you killed in an hour. So be careful. Hob stands up to his full height. And takes his big old hand and grabs his 35 gold. And he says, I do what you say. You're my boss. But now that you're evidently the one in charge of this team, I thought you might want to hear from someone on the team how we can run the most efficiently and how we work as a team. Because I have a feeling that your continued success is intrinsically tied up in how this team does now. You don't want to take my advice. You don't have to. I'll do what you say because you're in charge. Good. I was trying to be helpful. If you don't want it, then I'll stop trying to help you. And I'll walk off. Vigo takes a beat and just... You can tell he thinks about going back to eating, but then he like takes a beat and then just like you hear his chair scoot out from the table as he like pushes away and stands up and goes to walk out the door. Eris, you said you were last standing in the door. So are you blocking him from leaving? There's nothing that isn't insolent about the way that Eris looks at him. Hmm. As she steps out of the door. Okay, so Vigo just leaves your piles of gold on the table and leaves. Chris just watches him from the door for a while until he boards a sky cab or whatever. He'd be real easy to fall off a ledge. And... The last thing is this crew sitting in their hangout, their establishment of choice after successfully completing a job without any real collateral damage. And yet the feeling in the air is not one of success or joy. End of episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you want to be part of the conversation surrounding this episode, you can head over to the Facebook group, the Geek Pantheon. We're also uh, have a Discord on our website, thegeekpantheon.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter and Instagram at the Geek Pantheon, and uh, we have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/thegeekpantheon. If you want to join our Patreon community, we also have a YouTube channel, uh, YouTube.com/slash/thegeekpantheon, where we post uh, a couple videos uh, a week, and uh, yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. Oh, what's our experience? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, okay. Um, due to the length of the episode, once again, we will go with another 20 
XP. Gotta stop doing that. You all are going to level up too. Well, if Trevor never spends experience, I was going to say, worry yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> Trevor's just hoarding his experience. Um, because uh, there was a good beat of of character and something interesting um, in, in spite of the situation, um, and because he'll never spend it. Uh, Trevor can go ahead and have another fi- bonus five experience. Um, and yeah, we need to roll real quick to see. So um, Hob still has 20. Everybody else has 10. So we'll do Hob 1 to 20. Eris 21 to 30. Uh, Reynard 31 to 40. Milo 41 to 50. Milo. Uh, what All happened? Right. Surely cool. not Milo. You, your <laughs> obligation is triggered for the next session. So interesting. This will be fun to plan. Okay. Cool. cool, cool. Well, um, thank you all. I know this episode has been either super long or super choppy. Maybe both. Um, <laughs> we had technical fun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, once again, I've been your game master, Eric. I am Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Randy. I'm Jeff. We'll see you next time.